Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Memer by Avram Goldar, and today we're Zechus Shkalim Daf Yudches, the sixth parak Shoshas Harshafaros. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, it was taught in the Brisa Esim Menorahs Asa Shlomo. Shlomo Melch made ten menorahs for the base of Migdash, five to the right of Moshe's menorah and five to its left. Afal Pikem Lo Yamavri El Shemoshibov, but nevertheless, the Kohen only light Moshe's menorah, as it stated in the pasuk, Menorahs Azahav Neroseh Levayer Be'erav Be'erav. A golden menorah and its lamps to kindle each evening. The singular form indicates that they kindled only one menorah. Rabbi Yosef, the son of Yudah, says, They would light them all. As it says in the Pasuk, And the menorahs and their lamps to kindle them as required before the partition close gold. The plural form indicates that they kindled all of the menorahs. Point number two, the next Mishnah states, there were 13 collection chests in the base of Mikdash, and one of them was titled Eitzim, for the donations of wood to be brought on his Mizbech. Since the site of the pyre on the Mizbech, built by Moshe, was only an Amma by an Amma. Therefore, the blocks of wood were only the length of a truncated Amma. The carbon eight explains that if the blocks were a full Amma, they would protrude slightly into the adjacent area on top of the Mizbeh, which was designated as the Godim's walkway. Since the Torah stated the wood which is on the fire, which is on the Mizbeh, and the phrase which is on the Mizbeh is superfluous, we derive that the wood should not protrude from the pyre section of the Mizbeh. Since the top of the Mizbeh was five amos square and four amos across were taken by the Kronos, the horns and the walkway on either side, which were one amma each, that left only one amma in the middle of the pyre. And point number three, the Mishnah stated that if someone said, Hare alay levona, it's hereby incumbent on me to bring levona, or yipachos makomets, he may not bring less than a komets. Nigmar brings the source for this ruling, Nemar Khan Askara, and stated here about the levona that is offered on the Mizbech as part of the Lechem service, memorial portion. The Nemar Lahalan Askara, and it's stated there regarding the Mincha that's offered on the Mizbech, memorial portion. So just as a memorial portion with regard to the flower of a Mincha is a full komets, so to the memorial portion mentioned here with regard to the Levona offered with the Panim should be a full komet. And from here we derive that the standard amount of Levona offered with a Mincha is a komet. And if Levona is offered by itself as an independent offering, without the person specifying an amount, he must bring at least a komet. The Gemara brings about focus whether the komets must be the amount of the komets of the largest Kohen serving that day or that of the owner. So once again, the three points are number one, it was Todd Nebraisa. Esther Menorahs Asa Shlomo Shlomo made ten menorahs for the base of Megdash, five to the right of Moshe's menorah and five to its left. Nevertheless, the Kohen only like Moshe's menorah, as it stated in the Pasuk, a golden menorah and its lamps to kindle each evening. The singular form indicates that they kindled only one menorah. Rabbi Yosef, the son of Rabbi Yudah, says, They would light them all, as it says in the Pasuk, and the menorahs and their lamps to kindle them as required before the partition close gold. The plural form indicates that they kindled all of the menorahs. Pointing to the next mission states, There were 13 collection chests in the base of Migdash, and one of them was titled Eitzim, for the donations of wood to be brought in his Mizbech. Since the site of the pyre on the Mizbech, built by Moshe, was only an Amma by an Amma. Therefore, the blocks of wood were only the length of a truncated Amma. The 
The carbonate explains that if the blocks were a form, they would protrude slightly into the adjacent area on top of the Zbech, which was designated as the Kodim's walkway. So since the Torah stated the wood which is on the fire, which is on the Mizbech, and the phrase which is on the Mizbech is superfluous, we derive that the wood should not protrude from the pyre section of the Mizbech. Since the top of the Mizbech was five almost square, and four almas across were taken by the kronos, the horns, and the walkway on either side, which were one amma each, that left only one amma in the middle for the pyre. And pointing between the mission state that if someone said, Hare alai levona, it's hereby incumbent on me to bring levona, or yibchos makomets, he may not bring less than a komets. Then more brings the source of this ruling, Nemrkan Askara, it's stated here about the levona that's offered on the Mizbech as part of the Lechem upon him service, memorial portion, and it's stated there, regarding the mincha that's offered on the Mizbeach memorial portion. So just as the memorial portion with regard to the flower of a mincha is a full kometz, so to the memorial portion mentioned here with regard to the levona offered with the Champanim should be a full kometz. And from here we derive that the standard amount of a levona offered with a mincha is a kometz, and if levona is offered by itself as an independent offering without the person specifying an amount, he must bring at least a kometz. The more brings them out is whether the kometz must be the amount of the kometz of the largest Kohen serving that day or that of the owner. All right, so now we go to our sim for Daf Yudches, and our standard simon is a chuppah, because ben Yudches or chuppah, someone who's 18 should go to chuppah, and a ches sort of looks like a chuppah, so Yudches is a chuppah. So here goes. The ten menorahs lined up in front of the chuppah each had a block of wood the size of a truncated ama on top that were burning donated lavona the size of a kometz. Once again, it's slow motion. The ten menorahs lined up in front of the chuppah. Chuppah, that must be more on daf yurches. The ten menorahs lined up in front of the chuppah, which reminds us it was taught in Bryce that Esen menorahs, Asa Shlomo, Shlomo Melch made ten menorahs for the base of Migdash, five to the right of Moshe's menorah and five to its left, and it's a Melchok is based on Psukim, whether they were all lit or only Moshe Benus was lit. So the ten menorahs lined up in front of the chuppah, each had a block of wood the size of a truncated arm on top. Which reminds the next Mishnah states, Shoshasar Shofar's Haiba Mikdash, there were 13 collection chests in the base of Mikdash, and one of them was titled Eitzim for the donations of wood to be brought on the Mizbech. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Yitzchak said that since the site of the pyre on the Mizbech built by Moshe was only an Amma by an Amma, therefore the blocks of wood were only the length of a truncated Amma. The Karban Eid explains that if the blocks were a full Amma, they would protrude slightly into the adjacent area on top of the Mizbeach, which was designated as the Gladim's walkway. So the ten menorahs lined up in front of the Chuppah, each had a block of wood the size of a truncated ama on top, and were burning donated Lavona the size of a Kometz, which reminds us, the Mishnah said that if someone said, Hare Alai Lavona, if it's hereby incumbent on me to bring Lavona, he may not bring less than a Kometz. The more brings a source for this ruling, Nemar Kan Askara, and stated here about the Lavona that is offered on the Mizbech as part of the Lechem Apanim service, memorial portion, and it stayed there regarding the Mincha that's offered on the Mizbech memorial portion. So just as the Askara with regard to the flower of a Mincha is a full Kometz, so to the Askara mentioned here with regard to the Levona offered with the Lechem Apanim should be a full Kometz. And from here we derive that the standard amount of a Levona offered with a Mincha is a Kometz, and if Levona is offered by itself as an independent offering without the person specifying an amount, he must bring at least a kometz. So once again, the ten menorahs lined up in front of the chuppah, each had a block of wood the size of a truncated ama on top, and were burning donated levona the size of a kometz. All right, now it's time to go to our four blabach chazor, which will cover daf yud base, tezvav, tezayin, and yudzayin. Daf yud base, so the simon is twelve brothers. So here goes. The twelve brothers, twelve brothers, that must be more on daf yud base. 
The twelve brothers who are makdish, the possessions, including their male and female animals, without a specific intent, which reminds us of the Malchokas in the next mission, a case when someone is makdish's possessions without specifying whether they're for the Mizbech or for the Betekabais, and among them were animals suitable for the Mizbech, Rabbi Yezer holds, Stam Hektish, or Betekabais, that when someone is makdish without stating his intention, the consecration is assumed to be for temple upkeep, therefore the male should be sold for the needs of all offerings, and the female should be sold for the needs of Shlamim, and their proceeds should go together with the rest of possessions for the upkeep of the base of Migdash. Rabbi Yeshua says the males themselves should be offered as olos, and the female should be sold for the needs of Shlamim offerings and with their proceeds. One should bring olos, and the rest of the possessions should fall to better combines. The Tikkun Chatan explains, Rabbi Yeshua holds that some hektish of an animal fit for the Mizbech is assumed to be for the Mizbech. Therefore, the animals are male, they should be brought as olos. He also holds that the person's intent was to offer them in their entirety as olos. Therefore, female animals which cannot be brought as olos, are sold and the proceeds are used to purchase olos. So the twelve brothers who were maktish in possessions, including their male and female animals, without a specific intent, were disheartened when they saw the animals sold to others as offerings, with the proceeds going to Bedeka Bais, which reminds of Rabbi Yochanan said that the basis for Rabbi Lezer's ruling, that even animals consecrated without specification have their proceeds go for Bedeka Bais, comes from the Parsha of Redemptions. The Pasuk says, V'ishki yaktish is based on Kodesh Hashem. And if a man consecrates his house to be holy to Hashem, the Kohen shall evaluate it. Beso, his house, cannot be referring to a dwelling place because the dwelling place is written in the next Pasuk. The Makdish Yigal is Beso if the consecrator will redeem his house. Rather, we're dealing in the Pasuk with the one who is Makdish's property, meaning his possessions. And the Pasuk then states, Kodesh Hashem, holy to Hashem. From here we derive that unspecified consecrations are for the upkeep of the temple. So the twelve brothers who were makdish in possessions, including their male and female animals, without a specific intent, were disheartened when they saw the animals sold to others as offerings, with the proceeds going to Betekabayas, when they thought they were endowed with the Kedusha of Olos. Which reminds us the source for Rabbi Yeshua, who rules that non-specific consecration of animals fit for an Izbech endows them, with the Kedusha of Olos is from the Pasuk State, speaks to Aaron and sons and to Abed Israel and say to them, any man of the house of Israel who will bring his offering to Hashem as an Ola. This teaches Hakol Karav Ola, all animals, which are a type that can be offered upon the Mizbech, are brought as Olos, unless otherwise specified. The next Pasuk states, to be favorable to you, it must be an unblemished male. Now one might think that this applies only to males. The Pasuk therefore states, Babaka from the cattle, in order to include females. The Tikkun Chatan explains that both male and female animals are called cattle. So once again, the twelve brothers who were makdish their possessions, including their male and female animals, without a specific intent, were disheartened when they saw the animals sold to others as offerings, with the proceeds going to Betekabayas, when they thought they were endowed with the Kedusha of Olos. Dov Tezvav, so the symbol for Dov Tezvav is a fruit bowl. So here it goes. The unassuming fruit bowl, fruit bowl, that must be on Dov Tezvav, two, two Bishvat. The unassuming fruit bowl where people would give and take tzedakah discreetly, which reminds the next mission discusses the Lishkas Choshain, the chamber of the discreet, where sin-fearing people would deposit donations into it discreetly, and anim from aristocratic families would sustain themselves from it discreetly. And the Gemara illustrates the importance of tzedakah performed discreetly. Rabbi Yonah said the Pasuk and Tehillim does not write Ashrei Nosen Ladal, praise be he who gives to the needy, rather it's written Ashrei Maskil Eldal, praise be he who contemplates the needy. This refers to one who looks at a mitzvah to see how to best perform it so that it should not be demeaning to the poor person. When Rabbi Yonah would see a poor person from an aristocratic family who lost his estate, he would say to him, My son, since I heard that you have a Yerusha coming to you and you'll soon be out of your financial difficulties, take this money now and you'll repay me when you receive your Yerusha. After the Ani took the money, he would then tell him he's giving to him as a gift. And the Tikkun Chadun explains that when Rabbi Yonah told the Ani, that he will repay, he meant that one day the Ani will repay the favor by helping out another Ani, and that Ani might be Rabbi Yonah's descendant, since poverty is a cyclical phenomenon. 
So the unassuming fruit bowl, where people would give and take tzedakah discreetly, was always next to the bed of the tzaddik, who suffered afflictions for being slow to give. Which reminds the Gemara brings the story of Nachum Ishgamzu, who didn't give immediately to an ani who had boils. Upon his return, he found the man dead, and facing the corpse, he said, May my eyes that did not prompt me to help you go blind, may my hands that did not stretch out to give you be cut off, and may my legs that did not run to give you be broken. After all these calamities happened to him, Rabbi Kiva visited him and expressed his dismay in seeing him in such a state. Nachum replied, Woe is me if I don't see you one day in such a state. Rabbi Kiva asked him why he was cursing him. Nachum responded, Why are you spurning afflictions? Afflictions are precious, and they atone for one's sins. So the unassuming fruit bowl where people would give and take tzedakah discreetly was always next to the bed of the tzaddik who suffered afflictions for being slow to give and where a holy chest was buried deep beneath him. Which reminds the opening mission of the sixth parak mentions a tradition that the arn was hidden under the dira etzim, the wood chamber where wood is kept to be burned on the mizbech. The Tikkun Chadun explains that Yoshiel Melch hid it towards the end of Bais Rishon. The Gemara brings a bright that teaches the name of Belezer that the arn went into exile with them to Bavel. Yudah ben Lakish said the arn was hidden in its place, referring to a secret underground chamber that Shlomo Melch had built under the Kodesh Kadashim. So once again, the unassuming fruit bowl, where people would give and take tzedakah discreetly, was always next to the bed of the tzaddik, who suffered afflictions for being slow to give, and where a holy chest was buried deep beneath them. Daft Hezayin, so the simmer Daft Hezayin is toes. So here goes. The crowds were standing on their tippy toes, tippy toes, that must be on Daft Hezayin. The crowds were standing on their tippy toes, trying to capture a glimpse of the king, being anointed from a horn of oil by a spring. Which reminds the Gemara brings several halachas pertaining to the anointing of kings. We anoint kings only by a spring, which symbolizes his reign will endure since the spring issues from underground in an endless flow. We do not anoint a king who is the son of a king except on account of a dispute, such as in the case of Shlomo Melch, because of his dispute with Adonai. We anoint kings only from a horn of oil. A horn is durable and represents an enduring reign. And we do not anoint kings who are Kohanim, as it says in the Pasuk, well, Yasser Shevet and Yehuda, the scepter shall not depart from Yehuda. So the crowds were standing on their tippy toes, trying to capture a glimpse of the king, being anointed from a horn of oil by a spring, who's holding two tablets for the forty commandments written on each one. Which reminds the Gemara asks, How were the luchos written? And brings four opinions. Either there were five debros on each tablet, or there were ten on each tablet, or twenty on each tablet, with ten on each side, or forty on each tablet, which one or more says means twenty on each side, and another says ten on all four sides. So the crowds were standing on their tippy-toes trying to capture a glimpse of the king being anointed from a horn of oil by a spring, who was holding two tablets with forty commandments written on each one that were ablaze in fire. Which reminds Rabbi Pinchas said in the name of Mishman and Lakish, A Torah shenasal on Baruch and Moshe, the Torah that Kosh Baruch gave to Moshe, nasal eish levana charusa be'eshachor. It was given to him as white fire inscribed on black fire. He eish muvlevas be'eish chatsuv me'eish minasuna me'eish. It, referring to the Torah, is fire, Mixed with fire, hewn from fire, and given from fire. And this is what it's written, Mimino Eish Das Lamo. From his right hand, he presented the fire of the Torah to them. Daf Yudzain. So the symbol Daf Yudzain is a used car. So here goes. The used car salesman. Used car salesman. That must be Ron Daf Yudzain. The used car salesman who saw his lot of used cars get carried away in a raging stream that emanated from a temple's inner sanctum, which reminds us that the next mission identified one of the 13 temple gates where people would prostrate themselves as the Shar HaMaim, the water gate. The Tanakhama says it was called the Shar HaMaim because through it they would bring the flask of Nisach HaMaim during Sukkot, 
Through it, the waters trickle, and are destined to issue forth from beneath the threshold of the house, referring to the Kosh Kadashim. The Gemara brings a description from Savior Cheskel where the Navi shown a vision of the stream getting deeper and deeper until it becomes a raging river that the Navi cannot cross and not even a large ship could cross. The Malvin suggests the water symbolizes the flow of Torah knowledge and faith that is destined to flow from the base of Migdash in the future. So the used car salesman who saw his lot of used cars get carried away in a raging stream that emanated from a temple's inner sanctum threw their keys away in despair, which reminds us, when Yehoyachim Malki Yehuda heard that Nebuchadnezzar had summoned him, he took the keys to the base of Migdash and went up to the roof of the Heichel and said to Gosh Baruch Hu, in the past we were faithful to you and your keys were given over to us. Now they were not faithful, your keys are hereby returned to you. According to one Amora, Zarkin Ba'od Yardu, he threw them up to Shemaim and they have not come down. Whereas according to another Amora, the likeness of a hand emerged from Shemaim, which took the keys from his hand. When all the noblemen of Yehuda saw this, they went up to the rooftops, jumped off, and died. So the used car salesman who saw his lot of used cars get carried away in a raging stream that emanated from the temple's inner sanctum, threw their keys away in despair, and they landed on top of marble and gold tables full of warm bread. Which reminds us, the next mission teaches that among the 13 shulchanos in the base of Midrash, there was a marble shulchan, where they placed the lechem upon when it was brought in, and a gold shulchan for the breads who were taken out, shemalim bakodesh velomoridin, for we ascend in matters kedusha and we do not descend. There was also the golden shulchan in the heichel upon which the lechem upon would lay continually. The more brings a brace that the first shulchan was made of silver, not marble, but it was said in the name of Rabbi Yochan that our Mishnah holds that it was not a shulchan of silver, because silver heats up that which is placed on it and causes the bread to spoil, even though one of the ten nisim in the base of Migdash was that the bread never spoiled. Rabbi Shubhan Levi says, nisim. No proof may be cited for miracles, meaning that we may not rely upon a nase. All right, now it's time to conclude our pop quiz, and this quiz will feature 15 questions. Question number one. Which stuff do we have two different opinions regarding the source for Moshe Rabbeinu's wealth? That's on Daf. Yadalot. Good. Number two. Which stuff do we learn that Yehoyachim threw the keys to the base of Mikdash up to Shemaim since Bnei Israel were no longer faithful to Kosh Baruch That's on Daf. Yudzayin. Good. Number three. Which stuff do we learn that when someone donates an unspecified amount of Levona, the minimum share is a Kometz? That's on Daf. Yudches. Good. Number four. Which stuff do you learn three different opinions for the Aaron's location? That's on Duff. Tezvav. Good. Number five. Which stuff do we have from is whether the ten menorahs that Shlomo Melch made that were next to Moshe Rabbeinu's were lit or not? That's on Duff. Yudches. Good. Number six. Which stuff do we have from is regarding how many Dibros were written on each of the Luchos? That's on Duff. Tazayin. Good. Number seven. Which of the one that when people donated eighth to the base of Migdash, the wood was an amagadum in length so that it shouldn't protrude onto the walkway area of the Mizbeach. That's on Daf. Yudches. Good. Number eight. Which of the one the reason why base Garmu did not want to share their craft for making the Lachem Apanim was so that it shouldn't be used for a Vodazor. That's on Daf. Yudalad. Good. Number nine. Which stuff they learn the halachas for anointing a king, such as anointing by a spring and using a horn of oil? That's on Duff. Tezayin. Good. Number 10. Which stuff they learn that Yechezko had a vision of a stream trickling from the base of Migdash, growing into a raging stream in the future? That's on Duff. Yudzayin. Good. Number 11. Which stuff they learn that the Torah was given to Moshe Rabbeinu as white fire written upon black fire? That's on Duff. Good number 12. 
Which Duffy Malkot is whether there are four or five Chosamos tokens for the Nesachim. That's on Duff. Yadal. Good number 13. Which Duffy Malkot the source for Beliezer that Stam Hegdeshos Rebetek Abayis comes from the Parsha of Redemptions? That's on Duff. Yudbeis. Good number 14. Which Duffy Malkot according to one Mandamar Rabbi Kiva was the one responsible for the Mishnai's Midrashos Halachos Anagados? That's on Duff. Yud Gimel. Good. Number 15. Which something where the Rabbi Yonah teaches the importance of being discreet and giving tzedakah from the Pasuk Ashrei Maskil El Dal. That's on Duff. Tezvav. Excellent. That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zuchu wishing you a great day and great learning.